Hello, ciao, and welcome back to the Chronicles of a Black Italian Woman. My name is Benedicta Junpa, and I'm the host and creator of this podcast. Hello, hello, people of the internet. Welcome, welcome back. I hope for the people listening in the Northern Hemisphere, you're having a great summer. And for the people in the Southern Hemisphere, because sometimes I forget when you're used to your own lifestyle, you kind of forget that people do live different seasons and different years and different times. So in the summer atmosphere, right now it's winter. So if you're in Australia right now and maybe you're listening to this podcast while well, you embrace yourself for the cold season. I'm back. I'm back with a new episode. I'll be honest with you. Today is not that I have a lot to share because it's been an interesting past uh, few days lately because I've been quite busy, I've been used to be busy, especially with moving. I shared in the last episode that I left Rome for a new adventure in a new city. And uh, with that, moving, packing boxes, traveling every few days, and then in between having also activism engagement. Kind of my creating brain has no gradual and also, like, I've not been really focused on what's happening around the world. I told myself I will try my best to still show up in the best way I can. Sometimes even where I don't feel. But few things actually have happened here in Italy, like the loss of two public freaks, Idris Sané and Michela Murud. I want to first of all extend my condolences. Also, I wish them to rest in peace as well. A lot of comfort for their dear ones and their loved ones and their families. And seeing the loss of prominent figures, very interesting because sometimes, you know, we feel a sense of detachment, sometimes we feel a sense of parasocial relationship. Prominent figures see as a very important meaning for each one of us, whether we know them personally or if we don't know them personally. Their lives still have an important impact on each one of us. When I think about Idris Sané, Idrissa Sane, to be correct, is a journalist, a father, originally from, uh, was born in Gambia, from Senegal. He's moved here in Italy in the early, if I'm not mistaken, early, like in the 70s. It was one of the first foreigners being recorded in uh, Brescia, where I'm from. And it's been, it's such a figure. I didn't know him personally, knew his daughter. Adija, which I, I really embrace. I've been thinking about you, God. The fact is, not know him really, but still the impact that he had throughout, especially the late 80s, early 90s, to the early 2000s, within the Italian TV was not small. Especially at the time, it was not that common to see a black man on TV, especially a journalist. It was one of the commentators on the show Quelli del Calcio, which was about football and he was a big supporter of the Juventus team, which I mean, it's a team I support. And when I think back, I think having realized one of the reasons why I was a big supporter of Juventus it was also because it was him and journalists being a big supporter of the time. I remember since I was very little that I supported Juventus. I don't remember my dad supported AC Milan. But with me, when you tell me which team you support, I'll tell you Juventus right away. I had a small parenthesis when it came to Inter Milan, but I closed up. And that was because of a boy 
ballistic hours for Juventus. And I still remember the husband of my hairdresser when I was a little. Uh, fortunately, has passed away. But I still remember the conversations I would have with him about football and especially about the fact that it was Idris on TV. And that having Idris on TV in the 90s when Michael communities were just started coming to Italy. Especially if you were from the north, you see the northern league taking place. Your parents are working in factories, most of them. Oh, they're, they're doing like lower paid job. And you had this moment on a Sunday. By the way, football is a big deal in Italy. One of the major sports, although it's not the only sports in Italy, but Italy acts as if football is the only sport that people play here. But anyway, so it was, as it's a big national sport, you have a big TV, TV show on the Sunday afternoon that normally I would watch after church with my family. And I can still remember the joy on my parents' face or our relatives or our friends in the moment that they saw Idris on TV because they saw somebody that looked like them, like representing them, right? And somebody that has made it to a certain extent. And I think it always made people feel less lonely. I remember this podcast started with me saying that, oh, the first figure on Italian TV was Will Smith. What, that was what I could relate to a little bit more. But one of, also one of the first figures with film Italian TV was Hilary Sarek. And for this, I always be grateful for these memories that enable me to share with my family and with my friends. And throughout the years, although it wasn't on TV, it still commented work. It's a journalist. It was a thinker as well. It was a politician. I think it's one thing, although as much as it's great to have the representation of Idris on, uh, on the Rai, the national TV, I think something kind of reduced this figure and almost they kind of, I think they didn't show his full persona. So for me, that's why it was very important for me to share the fact that he was a father because I feel it was just reduced to the funny black journalist that was very enthusiastic about Juventus and it was a big, super fun. But I think it was much more than that. And what I love about Hadisha a spilled job our father was the father. It was not only that, but it was something more than that. And it was political, it was a thinker, a communist. It was pushing for the new generation. It was, it was speak to the communities, to the migrant community. I heard about him speaking with the Somali communities in the 80s and the 90s. It would go in the terminal station in Rome and would go and speak to people, right? And he would go and do all these things. It was very interesting to say the fact Idris name was not just something the super Juventus fan. No, he was also a political man. He was also a father. He was also an advocate for the Afro-Italian community. And I wish that was what people would share more about his story and I think sometimes they made it too simple for him and it, it felt 
that sometimes in the way they will try to remember to the biggest title, it will always was it felt always through a wide gaze more than through the gaze of the community, especially Afrotolian community. It's a well like respected man. For me I still remember the fact that even in the video of Tommy Kuti, Italian rapper from Brescia, Afrotolian the video was called Afro Italiano, which that's the song. It was a pivotal song, especially for the Italian born and raised in Italy to black parents. That was such a pivotal song. And see that figure like him in that video, I remember it made me excited and that was one of the first things I did since I heard about his passing was I went and watched back the video because I remember what it meant for me seeing his face in that video to rest in peace and I honored his life and it's very sad because I remember me and Risha was sharing about the father oh it would be so nice to meet your dad and I shared a brief conversation with him on a video call and he was like you look beautiful and I was like oh my gosh if I look beautiful like freaking eight race man like, I was absolutely so excited and I honored the fact that I could have this little sport exchange of course i wish we could have political focus stuff but still it's, it's such um it was such a lovely man and like you could tell this band don't know him personally even the encouragement that he had for our generation because i feel especially like the older generation especially when it comes to the black Italian community i think sometimes we struggle when it comes to intergenerational dialogue us maybe the younger ones will may be upset with our parent generation let's say and our parent generation may be upset with us because they think they're thinking that maybe we are ungrateful because we talk a lot politically or maybe we are complaining about the way they raised us and so we are just labeled as ungrateful and with and maybe my generation think that our parents haven't done enough. But the feel is oftentimes that intergenerational dialogue does not happen as often. But I'm glad there are people that are willing to recognize and see us, even as the younger generation. And Idris Sane was one of those people that would see the younger generation and whatever he could, it would encourage us. And so I remember there was this, there was this conversation happening with the space of Afro Bricks and with We Are Africa United, which is a great platform as well. It shares about the, the continent of Africa and its, its contribution to change the narrative about the continent of Africa. And it shared about uh, the strength of our generation. And, you know, I've been such words of encouragement for one of them. Big guys literally that has built this country, has built community, and has not only spoke about community. He could have just enjoyed the fact he was just a journalist, earning his money, um, doing his TV experiences, and just, I don't know, live in a small town in the northern Italy. But he did not do that. He was invested in community. And whatever he could, it would share his political thought and encouragement. And for this, I'm very grateful. His words and encouragement are really something that I'll, I'll carry with me and I hope pass the whole community we carry with us. And it's very important to honor, as it was become one of the ancestors now, it's very important that we honor those that came before us and we don't endure the work. I think oftentimes as activists, it can be very quick for us to kind of endure the work. Oh, we are the first. We are the only ones. No, no, no. Somebody has done the work before us so we could stand where we stand. And Idris is one of those people that has done that for us. And so for this, I'm the ungrateful. So with that...
also unfortunately telling here we see the passing uh yesterday of Michela Murcia who was a journalist writer and a great thinker as well of the generation she was an, a trans feminist she was super involved when it came to feminism and she was truly intersectional because I think something that people do to struggle with especially literally is recognizing the intersectionality what do we mean with intersectionality intersectionality is recognizing that people uh, in the moment they have multiple uh, identities especially marginal especially only marginalized identity because oftentimes intersectionality is used in the wrong term it looks at the way discrimination plays out oftentimes this term was created by Kimberly Krishon, I will pronounce it correctly, and uh, it was used to explain the double discrimination that black women faced when it came to the workplaces, and especially in a specific case in US law. And this talks about the layers of discrimination and uh, how there is a, a case of double discrimination, especially when it comes to black women, because black women are not only discriminated because they're black, and all are discriminated because they're women. They are discriminated because they are black women. And so gender and race do intersect. Of course, it took different evolution when it came to the chart, but this is the main the main thinking. Michaela Murchov is very interesting. Honestly, I don't know a work that well, but I know a lot of the social media work and I'll see a lot of what she shared on socials and her thoughts and I always find her very interesting. And uh, although I didn't follow her work closely, I was very touched of the way that she shared, first of all, when it came to womanhood, uh, feminism, intersectionality as well which a lot of Italian feminists oftentimes fail, and now kind of intersectionality has become a buzzword. But it's been interesting to see that she wasn't only about the talk, but she put a lot into practice. So she was in Milan, for example, when Abba was killed. Abba was a young black Italian man that was killed just because of a packet of biscuits for racism. And this has pushed the creation of Tantiere Milano, for example and also the association racism with the story. And so that's something that's with a killing that has touched um has touched Italian society, especially in Milan. And her like being there and supporting a cause and supporting a space like Antiere Milano is very important because it's not all thinking is job for activists to say that, oh yeah, I support this cause. But you don't have black friends, you don't interact with black people, you don't interact with black activists on an equal level, you don't even speak to them, but you are intersectional activist. And so what I liked about Michaela Muldred was the fact that she was very practical about it. And what stunned me about her of the last few days, that she came very public about the fact that cancer came back, it was affecting the kidney, and she was very clear about a last will. But not only that, she was very brave. Touched me the fact that in the last few days, she used her voice very strongly to even speak about migrants that did not have access to water. She, one of her collaborators, to say she wrote till the very end. And I really admire the fact that she used that voice in a very strong way to even pass clear messages about even what it means to be family. And she spoke about the queer family, which some of you may share when you agree. But I think it's very important 
to think about the fact that we take for granted the cause of the family and we tie the cause of the family to only biological family. But unfortunately, fortunately, unfortunately, family goes beyond the physical family that we have. And I want to encourage you guys as well. It's very important to build community, especially when you get into adulthood and you live away from home. It's so key to build community. Please build community. I've been telling that to myself because for a very long time, I felt that as an adult, I had to rely on myself and making sure that I'd be able to meet my, uh, to make ends meet. Is that correct? Is that a right English expression? I think so. And so with that being said, you think oftentimes you have to rely to your friends, don't rely too much or yourself, don't rely too much on your friends and don't rely too much on your parents. And if you have to rely on someone, you speak to your family, but not much the people that you do your daily life with. Definitely this past year, year and a half, has taught me a lot on the importance of really being close to people that and opening yourself to people and sharing your struggles. And I think for so long, I think that's also colonial trauma as well. Uh, I think in the, especially African societies, especially as an Italian Ghanaian, as West Africans as well, I think within Ghanaian culture, there is this thing like you don't share when you're struggling, you don't share what you're going through, if it is something good happened, you don't really share. If you are inducing mentality, if you think about it, the thing is, it's very interesting when it comes to Africans' faith, especially Monday, you're walking by faith, you don't speak negative. And the next minute you can't share because that evil one look that evil one's looking out for you. I think you have to be precautious always when you're sharing all your plans because uh, people do have evil intent. I do not disagree with that. But sometimes it's brought to an extreme. But there is so much power in sharing, in sharing your struggles so you don't carry them alone, in uh, sharing your joys and in sharing your journey. There is so much power in that. I'm very amazed the way Michela Murtra has demystified that review of family in the last few days. I'm very amazed by that. And even the friends, a friend today, she decided to talk about her in the future. And that really touched me because I struggle in hearing people talking very quickly about people that passed away in past tense. I really hate it. It's something that I hate, especially when I think even of my friend that's passed away in the beginning of the year. Omar Nefati. It really hurt me when people like right away it was like it was and I was like it was then like yes it, it was it was here yesterday. So you cannot tell me it was it is and it still is it has been I I do not like the complete simple past then when people say it was. I was like no because people's spirit vision, their vision, their love, their friendship and the way they care it still lives on. And so that's why I really hate using the simple past that when I'm talking about people that have lived and lived to the fullness, like Michaela, Murja, like Idris Sanet, like Omar Nefat. And so, I don't know, I said I have nothing to share, but as you I always have a lot to say. Anyway, I hope you enjoyed this episode. Well, uh, the last few days, I, was, I just wanted to share briefly all the 
about the fact that Binto Calabria, a beautiful community, can be there with Amnesty International. And I did this beautiful, beautiful, beautiful training session about citizenship, right? Empowering community. It's been an honor for me. I, I really enjoyed this change of career path. It's been very interesting. I said I was going to rest. I did not rest. And people be saying, this small town in Calabria has really touched my heart. Because literally I went there and I was ready to leave already to go back home. And I was they had me stay an extra two days. I got to learn about this community, which was a small town, uh, which was dying, by the way. And people were living because of immigration. The population that was living there was getting older. And they were able to revive this community also thanks to so many refugees, which have some of the most touching and painful stories I've heard. Normally, I hate crying in public. I hate crying even alone. Uh, they had me like sharing tears even throughout that time because hearing of what it means to be in Syria, to be in Afghanistan, really, yes, we really have to think about our privilege and in which way we are going to challenge our states when it comes to especially the way that we refugees. With that being said, don't forget to like, share, comment, subscribe to this episode. Leave me your thoughts. Don't hesitate to do that. And I hope you have a great rest of August, where there is summer or winter. Don't forget to follow the Chronicles of Black Italian Woman as Smiley Benet with double N and two Y's on Instagram and as Chronicles of ABI double V. This is the podcast page. I'm also on TikTok, by the way. You can find me on Twitter if you want to, although I don't really sponsor that. Uh, yeah, that's pretty much it. Thank you so much. Ciao, ciao. Bye bye.